forever. Dog! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary stories stories to tell tell on the pod. pod. No. Oh, no. What happened this time? I was, I think I said scary stories to tell on the the pod. (laughs) Scary stories to tell on the bidet. On the bidet. (laughs) Once upon a time. Oh, 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 oh. I really need to get a heater. Uh, it is a podcast. It's a comedy podcast about scary things, everybody. Uh, sometimes we read stories from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series. Sometimes we tell stories about urban legends that we've looked up. Uh, sometimes we tell stories that you've sent in about real spooky things that happened to you. And, uh, and hey, we're in one of those times right now. We're spending the summer for the foreseeable future. Um, telling campfire stories that you're sending into us that happened to you. We are. It's Camp Vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, um, I think we need to talk about a scary thing that we both experienced. I know. Today. It is entirely my fault. I am the <laughs> no. villain in this scary story. I, I will concede that you were the villain, but yes. I, you were... You were um, uh, an empathetic villain. Um, <laughs> Andrew and I agreed on a recording time via text. Uh-huh. And I, we said, he said, what about this time? I said, what about that time? And then he said, okay. And then <laughs> one, or I would say a haunted four minutes later, which four <laughs> minutes is enough time that it's no longer about what you were talking about, but not so long that it was a new thing. Uh, he sent me just one word with an exclamation point, And that word was, Yikes. <laughs> and um, I was out on my uh, one mental health thing that I did today, which was to go for a walk. And I spent the walk having a little bit of a panic attack thinking, well, um, the president just said for people to kill me or Twitter is mad at me or oh, I don't know. God. And I, I, I parted ways with my life and I said it would be okay. I'd just start over on a farm and um, can't tell you how far down the toilet my mind went. <laughs> and Jason, bless him, uh, boyfriend of the podcast, yes, uh, said probably he meant to send something or it was to the wrong person. <laughs> I was like, no. Well, Andrew, you're just too friendly to say yikes. Like that's something that I associate that with like sort of light shit talking like, yikes. Right, Did you see yikes. this? Yeah. <laughs> and I immediately checked all of my socials, all of my email <laughs> accounts, um, <laughs> made sure that I didn't have any unread texts. Oh, God. I couldn't find anything. <laughs> then I was like, uh, Trump declared war on my dog. <laughs> and then I had to give my phone to Jason to take away from me because I was um, losing my mind. Uh, um, I am so sorry. So the reality of what had happened was um, <laughs> I was making dinner. Chris had run out to the grocery store to get some ground beef. Uh, he got to the grocery store. He sent me a picture of a completely empty meat section, like truly nothing. And the text he sent me was, bye-bye meat. 
And what I meant to text to him was, yikes, but instead I texted it to Anna. And I was cooking dinner, so I wasn't checking my phone. And then Chris got back and he was like, hey, I just got a text from Anna just checking in to make sure everything is okay. And then I thought, oh, and I looked. And Anna, your series of texts, can I read them? It is. Please. It is. I need, um, I need to be exposed for how see, I handle stress. <laughs> no, I have to say I'm sharing it because I think it is an inspirational. <laughs> uh, it's an inspirational show of of processing things with with delight and also um, seriousness. So I say, "Yikes!" Anna responds, "What?" Minute passes. Everything okay? Four minute passes. <laughs> now I am assuming I am cancel. <laughs> Four minutes. And then this is my favorite one. Andrew. <laughs> I have to say, guys, if you don't already have friends who will not say how many exclamation or question marks you included in text messages when they're reading your text messages on a podcast, go and get yourself some because Andrew <laughs> is protecting me from all of you by not numbering the the question marks that I put in. <laughs> we've we've all been there. Our phones are making things, I'll say it, worse. Um, wow. This is almost the the most embarrassing thing that happened to me with it that uh was um last year my phone screen was a little bit broken. We'll get to the scary stories in a minute, okay? Yeah, everybody, it's, it's fine. It's a chatty comedy podcast where the hosts make it about themselves and <laughs> they eventually talk about what's going on. Yes. So if you're looking for a podcast that gets to the point, I think you're using podcasts wrong. I know. Um, or or there's there that that has become a genre of podcasts, yes. the get yes. to the point podcast. They're great. Yeah. I love them too. It's that's just especially today, it's not going to be the vibe. There's like um you know, mealy mouth center parts who are living in um, parts of the country that they didn't grow up in who are like absolutely shoving microphones in people's faces, asking them about traumas from 40 years ago. This is not that. No. Anyway, one time my phone screen was a little bit broken and my phone texted a crazy thing to one of the producers of Saturday Night Live. And it said, CJ, CJ, you want, you want, want, you want, you want, you. And then an emoji that I didn't know existed of a plane taking off. (laughs) And he wrote back, haha, you okay? (laughs) So. (laughs) Wait, I have to say, I have to say the maybe the most mortifying text I've act, accidentally sent, and you might have been on the receiving end of it, Anna. I forget if you were or not. Um, right after Chris and I got engaged, uh, we were just texting back and forth, and we had been putting off doing like a clean of um, the kitchen in our apartment for a long time. And like we were like, okay, when we both get home tonight, we're going to do this thing. And we just got engaged, so Chris sent me a text that was like, all right, like, I'll see you later, fiance. And I responded, I thought to Chris saying, oh, I love seeing that word. And remember, when we get home, it's going to be a deep clean tonight. I accidentally sent it to our sketch comedy group at the time. <laughs> and oh. I realized to someone who was not seeing the context of it, it really did sound like Chris and I were going to go home and do some weird gay stuff with our butts. <laughs> and remember, Ooh, tonight's love, a night we clean our butts. I love seeing that word. <laughs> and for, don't forget, we're doing a deep clean tonight. And I think I put deep in all caps. 
Um, and the most mortifying thing is I was on my way to rehearsal with this group. <laughs> I think the first person I saw was Rachel Winitsky, uh, who's an incredibly funny writer and comedian who was just weeping by the elevator already. Like it was just truly just tears streaming down her face with laughter. <laughs> Because also it just makes it seem like what gay couples do together is they're like, remember, tonight's the night we do a deep full body douche. Like we do it together. And I love seeing that word. I do yours. You do mine. We're friends until we're having sex. Then we're weird. <laughs> Rest of the time, friends. Anyway, oh my God. Uh, this is a family podcast. This is about a family podcast. Not cleaning your butt. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of cleaning your butt. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's camp. The the theme is camp, mm-hmm. um, like the Met Gala. Yes. Shut up. Whatever. We went to school. Um, we know. We went to school and we know. Um, and we've got some amazing listener submitted stories, which you can send in yours. Um, there's really nothing me and Andrew love more than um, sco- stories of people telling us about a ghost thing that happened to them or to their friend or their parent or their cousin. Um, anyone can be a cousin if they try, you know. That's um, exactly it. I, that's, yeah. that's one thing I agree with, with from Shakespeare times. Anyone's a cousin if you say so. That's true. That's Hobbit's rules. <laughs> um, and Hobbit's is Shakespeare. Hobbit's is Shakespeare. That's true. Um, and so we've got some stories. Um, sh- who wants to go first? Um, Anna, I just from the subject line of yours alone, I don't know that I can go on any longer without hearing the story because the subject okay. line is so good. Okay, yes, I agree. Um, this is from a, a friend of the pod, um, and uh, she, I believe, has written in before. Oh, interesting. I think. Um, also, guys, when you send in your stories, um, if you do your sign-off with if you want us to say your full name or not, mm-hmm. um, just let us know. So for like erring on the side of um, not being in trouble, I'm just going to say this person's name is Katie. Okay. That's how Katie signed their email. And the subject line is Space Camp Whores. <laughs> Whores. I, I love it so much. I, Space I, Camp Whores. I do believe it's typed in the way that we say it. Yes, I agree. Um, okay. I would like to... Uh, I would first like to say thank you because your podcast has been so comforting to listen to as a distraction from all the anxiety that I've been feeling with COVID in the upcoming election. I loved your podcast before all of that happened, but I am really thankful to have you guys to listen to when I'm stressed out and need to laugh. Okay, here we go. That's nice. Thank you, Katie. I was a camp counselor, too. It was at Space Camp in Alabama. So there weren't any opportunities for spooky stories around a campfire. Oh, my God. That's right. If you're at science camp, you you can't talk about ghosts. No, you tell it around some freeze-dried ice cream. Yeah. Oh, my God. I will talk. Oh, yeah. We'll talk. Um, there weren't any opportunities for spooky stories around a campfire, but anytime you have an overnight camp, creepy stuff is bound to happen. So I actually have three separate stories. Ooh, Santa has been good this year. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, here's the first one at space camp. The campers stayed in rooms by themselves, so they didn't have any counselors or adults at all in any rooms at night. Instead, we would have one counselor on call that was in their own room nearby. The counselors that lived on site would take turns being the counselor on call. One night when I was the counselor on call, I got a phone call from the security officer saying there was a group of girls awake and scared. <laughs> so I needed to go get them to go back to bed. Uh, tag yourself. My I'm. Oh, my God. A group, of, a group girls of girls awake and, awake scared. and scared. That's what our that's what our fan club is called, by the way. <laughs> 
And that's not that's not specific gender. A group of girls awake and scared is is non gendered actually. Anyone that can is, be a group that actually of girls is my gender. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I feel some connection to this in a way that I haven't felt <laughs> to just female. Um, when I got to their room, I saw a group of about four or five middle school age girls huddled together in the hallway outside of the door oh in the, to the God. room, and they were clearly spooked. So I talked to them and they informed me one of the girls in their room was sleepwalking and they couldn't get her to go back to her bed. <laughs> oh god. Sleepwalking at space camp, you're a virgin till 25 minimum. <laughs> oh, you're so fucked. Um <laughs> This was the moment I learned that I am terrified of sleepwalkers. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining them. The the phrasing of we couldn't get her to go back to sleep implies to me that she is like Roomba-ing around this this bedroom. Andrew, I'm picturing the same damn thing. Just like Pong. Just like the DVD menu. The DVD. Just waiting for the corner. Oh, hit the corner, Christy. (laughs) Um, terrified of sleepwalkers, which if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you know that Andrew and I both find sleepwalkers to be very scary. Correct. Um, I had never experienced a sleepwalker in my life up to that point. All I knew about them at the time is that you aren't supposed to wake them up or they'll get angry and possibly hurt you. Three question marks. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Katie, I outed you. Use three question marks, but I do think that it's funny. Yes, correct. I don't know if that's real, but that's what I thought at the time. So since I was the adult, I knew I had to pretend I wasn't scared and go in there and help the sleepwalker get back to her bunk. You guys, (laughs) this particular dorm is probably the scariest dorm that the situation could have happened in. It was huge with rows of bunk beds like a prison. I had to walk up and down each row with the lights off because most of the other girls were still fast asleep. No. This is the scariest thing I've ever heard. I'm this so is, scared. This is like what they do when they when you do like a VR experience and yes. you like put on a headset. This is what I imagine it is. Yeah, this to me is doom. <laughs> this is the scariest. Okay. Doom. Yep. <laughs> I walked around the entire room and did not see anyone out of bed. I had the group of girls that were awake show me which bed belonged to the sleepwalker, and she was already back in bed. Thank God. As I was telling the girls how scary that experience was, parentheses, I had given up on trying to keep up an adult facade, close parentheses, another counselor heard us and came out of her room to yell at us to go back to bed. I don't know if she recognized me because I am pretty short and could have definitely passed as a middle schooler when this happened. But that was also kind of scary. Anyway, I'm so relieved I didn't have to interact with the sleepwalker, but the anticipation was scary enough. Wow. <laughs> that is, it's all about suspense, guys. I'm, that would be very scary, I have to say. It was very scary. Oh my God. <laughs> Just bunk beds looking for a child who is possessed by the demon devil. Um, I also, you know, I, I think for me, I assume space camp would be less scary because what I'm imagining space camp to be is like in the movie Flight of the Navigator, um, yes. where it's like the kid. I, I imagine everything is futuristic and you get your lunch from a robot. Like that's from, what I imagine. Like a to robot be. and Sarah Jessica Parker, who like yes. is the robot's friend. Yeah, exactly. Um, I Yeah, I went to space camp and it, it, basically you're sleeping in like buildings from the 60s. <laughs> Um, so it's just full on cinder blocks. Um, is it scary? Is it in the wilderness at all? Or is it like just on like a base? Like what is the, yeah, it's like on the bases. Um, I went to the one in Florida with my dad. Again, if you're, if you've heard this, please put a 20 in the Chris Ryan Memorial (laughs) 
um, (laughs) jar for fun for podcast repetition. But um, I went to the parent child program, even though I was terrified to go because my dad really wanted to go. And I was very resistant to it. The reason I was resistant to it is because the commercials made it look like you, a child, would fly a spacecraft into space. And I did not feel confident in my ability to do that. It makes me laugh so hard. And then it was just our counselor with a lateral lisp sort of pushing us around a gyroscope for three days, which was great. Um, And he looked 40 and was probably 17. And that's just Florida. (laughs) That is. Um, Florida has that impact. Yeah. Uh, But it was like, yeah, it was... Because it was parents. We were in bunk beds with like all the girl parents. What's going on? Yep. The girl <laughs> parents and girls were in one. And then the boys and the boy parents were in the other. And so I was just with a bunch of random women. And because <laughs> oh, there was only like two other girls. It was very weird. Anyway. How bizarre. Um, yeah. So she sent in three space camp stories. So oh, let's keep going. Um, story number two. A few weeks after the first sleepwalking experience, I was asleep in my room when I woke up to the sound of light tapping on my door. I can't remember exactly, but I don't think I was the counselor on call that night. I was immediately scared because anytime something unexpected wakes me up, my first reaction is to be scared. Sure. It's fair. Yeah, correct. I waited because I was not about to open that door. If a kid is sick or hurt, they're on their own. That's my thought process when I've just been woken up. Damn, (laughs) I get it. And then I heard someone trying to jiggle the door handle like they were trying to get into my room. Luckily, I had remembered to lock my door that night. It was easy to forget to lock the door when you're inside of a large building full of people. And I know there is a security guard keeping watch all night. After a few moments, the jiggling stopped and I didn't hear anything else. The next morning, I overheard some counselors talking about having another sleepwalking camper. Oh, <gasps> it's a pan- it's, I was about to say pandemic, but I don't want to say that about it. Anyway, it's sorry. Not, no, but this is that. This is as bad as this. Oh, my <laughs> God. A different camper from the first story. I am certain that that is who was trying to get to my room. <laughs> I don't know how I keep narrowly escaping having inter- interact with them. The, oh. A sleepwalking child you should be allowed to punch. I, that's the rule. That's the rule. If or they're not least, your child, I don't know. Yeah. It, at, at the very least, you're allowed to um, – someone's allowed to get on their hands and knees behind them and you're allowed to push them so they fall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Ugh. If you're if you're a child when you're awake, you're a child. If you're a child when you're sleepwalking, you are summoning like tens of thousands year old demons. <laughs> oh, it's too much. <clears throat> oh, that's okay. Scary. Last one. One night before my camper's bedtime, we had a rare chunk of free time, so we sat in the field outside of the dorm room to kill time before they had to go in and get ready for bed. It was nighttime, maybe nine or ten, and the kids had split up into small groups to talk to each other. One group decided to start telling scary stories. I may have contributed to this conversation with a story or two, but it was mostly them telling stories to each other. Sorry, I don't remember any of the stories themselves. Shrug. The next morning at the staff meeting, someone asked who had the boys in room 201. Apparently, the kids were up all night, huddled in one bunk together, crying and terrified because they thought there was a ghost in their room. The counselor on call, who wasn't me, was also up all night and was very cranky about it. My campers were the ones in room 201, but I didn't say anything. I was secretly proud of myself for having campers who had a spooky camp experience. It's not camp if you don't get a little scared at night. Am I right? That's true. I have a million more stories of spookish things. So if you run out of stories from the scary stories books, just keep the podcast going with listener stories. I would totally keep listening and contributing to that. Love you, Katie. Oh, Oh Katie, Katie. Thank you. Katie, this is heaven to me. I mean, wow. I also like, that's a thing that I really 
forgot. And Andrew, you weren't a sleepover camp. No, counselor, no, not a sleepover no. camp here. The, the thing with sleepover camp counseling is that you are just so deeply tired all the time. Of course. Because it's like, I think like if you can afford to be a camp counselor, you can kind of af- like it, it doesn't pay very well. So like likely it is your first real job that works long hours. Right. As a as a young person. And like it's shocking to have to work. <laughs> but you're <laughs> also true. kind of. But it's also kind of a 24 hour job like it is fun and you get to like goof off a little bit. But I just remember if my sleep was interrupted at all, that was hell. Yeah. So I if you're listening and you're like, well, that's mean of the counselors to not want to not sleep like you just really you really, really need it. It's it is kind of incredible to me that kids just don't die constantly at camp. You know what I mean? Like. Because it's teens and no, even the most responsible teen is is not operating at full human functionality. You know what I mean? It's no. like you just don't know how to do anything. And yeah, like mine wasn't even a sleepover camp. But I think I've I think I've told this. I'll tell the abbreviated version. I <clears throat> one time was outside with the campers during like outside time because in Florida every day during the summer it thunderstorms in the afternoon. So anytime it's nice out, you really got to take advantage of it. Um, and, uh, a, a camper, a very young camper named Yanni, who had the most Greek sounding last name imaginable. Um, he, a little girl had been stung by a bee earlier that day. And he like came up to me and was like, I got stung by a bee too. And I just didn't believe it. Like I checked for the spot oh. where the, where the sting was. And I was like, he was a little bit of, um, Oh, like a worry wart of a kid. And so I, he like kept coming back to me being like, no, I, I got stung by a bee. And I was like, okay, Yanni, like go inside and see the nurse. And then the nurse came out and she was like, hi. So yeah, Yanni did get stung by a bee. And um, if you wouldn't mind coming in and just like apologize. I was like, oh God, I felt horrible. I went in and his head was turned away from me. And I was like, Yanni, I'm so sorry. And he turned around and it was as though there was a softball in his cheek. He, it was like it had swollen up immediately and truly like out of a nightmare, he pointed at me and he said, I gave to you for help and you didn't believe me. It was like the oh. most – it's the worst – it's like maybe the worst I've ever felt in my life. I felt so bad. And then Yanni That's went on awful. to hurt himself almost every week for the rest of the summer. Um, so yeah, like it. I'm amazed. I was 19. I'm amazed that that a kid never died on my watch. And I only was responsible for them for like – 10 hours of the day. Oh my God. You, you did your best. We're all I was trying. just telling Jason today that I had a rule for my campers that I said, if you're screaming, you better be hurt <laughs> because campers will just scream. But then that's I realized true. like, that's an actually insane thing to say to a child, but because we got paid like $4 for the entire summer. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. And then it was get what you pay for. And it got like taxed. I mean, it was like, I remember getting some Ugh. paychecks that were just comically small. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but wow. anyway, uh, Yanni is Greek salad. Yanni, right? Yanni is Greek salad kid. Yeah. He's the one I used to, when, when it would be the end of the day and um, we'd be like buying time as parents were coming to pick their kids up. I would play a game called like, what did I eat for dinner last night? And, uh, and every single time Yanni would be like, is it Greek salad? <laughs> Every time. <clears throat> I love Yanni. If you're Yanni, please write in. I mean, Yanni's got to be like 20 now, I, it, it, which is uh, unconscionable to me. But I uh, said Yanni. that two times this episode. Wow. It's allowed. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay, cool. Well, um, thanks again, Katie. Katie, these were so good. They're great. Okay. So, Anna, here is mine. Uh, and I like the the subject of this one just says, growing up in haunted houses. 
which kind of sounds like it could be like a Tracy Chapman song. <laughs> I I feel the need. I just felt the urge to sort of impersonate Tracy Chapman there. And then I realized that I'm really more of a writer. So <laughs> and that's wow. growth. And that is knowing yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, hey, hi, and hello. Love your pod. I don't scare easily, and I watch scary movies for the laughs. So this pod is perfection. Oh, great. Hey. Thank you. Uh, the reason I don't scare easily is because I'm a child of 80s parenting. <laughs> Way too early, I watched movies like Fantastic Planet, It, and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Have you ever seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Anna? I haven't. It's like a very good self-aware 80s like schlock horror movie. I recommend. Oh, I think it's on Netflix. Um, I would also sneak out of my room at night to watch even worse scary movies from behind the couch without my parents knowing. Yes, deeply relate. <clears throat> um, one of these ones scared me so bad I couldn't go to the bathroom alone for two years. Oh, no. <laughs> I needed oh, someone no. by the door because I was afraid a hand would come up from the toilet bowl and pull me in <gasps> like it did in some terrible B-movie my parents watched. Wow, what is that movie, I wonder? Please let us know if you know what it is. Yeah, are you you all are so good at articulating the very vague descriptions that we give you of a thing we're trying to think of. So yes. maybe you'll know. Um, oh, also, I don't scare easily because I lived in three separate haunted houses. <laughs> oh, boy. The first one go. was a small townhouse in Andover, Massachusetts. Uh, there were at least three ghosts at this house. One was a wispy white orb specter that made me Good. feel calm and serene. <gasps> no, wow. this is scary. I was in awe of it, but not really scared. <laughs> oh, uh, another was a robed man who walked our long hallway that connected the three rooms and bathroom. This sounds scarier. He paced back and is forth. Such a, I'm, it just uh, the emails like really vary between like. I thought I saw a weird thing and I felt a presence and who knows. And then other listeners are like, cool. So this ghost was named Reggie and he bubbled. <laughs> and I it's really nice. It. It's nice to um, have a variety. I, I agree. I think I really admire um, uh, like concrete declarations of things you've seen and experienced. I think it's good. Yes. For, I think it's good. I agree. Um, so this robed man uh, would walk the hallway. He'd pace back and forth and sometimes stand at the doorframe and stare at us. <gasps> no, 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 no. We'd tell my mom about him and she would say, oh, that was your Uncle Al. He stayed over last night. <gasps> what? We asked what? her again about him when we moved out years later and she admitted it was a lie and she also saw the robed man. No, Ooh. no, 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 no. That's Good crazy. Lord. Also, Uncle I can't Al. tell. I think that's good parenting, which is um, yeah. when there's something unexplained, create a non-scary thing to justify it. Yeah, I think sure. that's good. Yeah, I think so too. I definitely wouldn't have done that. I would have been like... We're uh, leaving the house. Yeah. We're leaving the house. Um, the third ghost was the one I was most scared of. Not the robed man. Robed man who is not your uncle. Ah, uh, he was a hunched over shadow figure who came into our rooms at night. He would stand over our beds or in the corner of rooms in silence and then leave. Oh, oh God. I'm scared. Of- I need a cold drink. I um, need a cold uncle. I need a cold uncle. Uh, not sure if it is separate from these ghosts, but my brother was once attacked in his sleep. We shared a room, oh. me on the top bunk and he on the bottom. And one morning he woke up saying he had a nightmare. A horde of small devil-like creatures scraped and clawed at him, trying mm. to drag him under his bed. He woke up scared and crying, but 
he also had scratches down his back. No. This is a funny phenomena that I've I've seen a lo- <clears throat> like a lot of stories about and I wonder I wonder what that is. I like I wonder if a possibility tiny devil creatures um mm-hmm. b of course always b if something in your sleep causes you to um recreate physically what you were imagining, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and then the other one is is there some thing that your body does? When you experience like mental dream trauma that like manifests that. I don't know. Do any doctors listen to our podcast? We've got at least a couple coroners and undertakers. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Right. We've gotten some messages. So maybe they would maybe they would have an insight. Oh, also the other possibility is like something is happening in your in your real life that is impacting the dream. And so maybe like something scratchy, like a zipper or something was scratching his back. Yeah, I, I've definitely woken up with scratches on my arms and I think it's because I bite my nails and then oh, like the uh, jagged edges kind of make it funny. bad. Do you ever wake up sometimes and just like your face is bleeding a little bit or like you have a scratch on your oh. face? Because that happens to me. Um, I do have I, my lips get dry in the winter, so they'll just pop open and start <laughs> bleeding sometimes. Which happened in a fateful improv rehearsal that Andrew was in. <laughs> that is correct. Um, that was, yeah. It was a game where we all had to... Uh, it was a warm-up game where people tag in and sing a song, and then that song makes someone else remember a song, and they tag in and they sing a different song that is somewhat related to the first song. <laughs> and I tagged someone out who was singing a song that made me think of the song Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. And then I started singing Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne at the exact moment my lips started bleeding. And what had happened was that um, the person I tagged out had been singing Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> so my group saw me... <laughs> Tag them out, lose my mind, start bleeding from the mouth, and then start laughing a lot. It really was. Um, it really was like the moment in a movie where some nerve gas has been released in a major city <laughs> that causes people to. It was like the what, what's what's it called? The happening where we oh, were like, yeah. oh god, Anne is about to choke herself with a piece of chalk. <laughs> I was the elderly woman who threw her body through a window. That elderly woman has the line uh, that is to me the most like bizarre line of all cinema, which is her introductory line is you see her and she says, I see you. I and my lemon drink. Mm-hmm. And I'll just never forget it. Um, she I should get it. back to the story. We should. Uh, okay. So um, sorry, this is becoming long. No, it's not. We're, ju- <laughs> we're just interrupting. So it's, it's not you. But I think you will really enjoy this one from our North Andover home. Two Andovers. Okay. Uh, my brother and I were home alone. My parents were at my aunt's house and my sister was out with her boyfriend. We were watching MTV in our family room in the converted basement. We were watching videos and singing along. Beastie Boys' Sabotage had just been released. So I think that puts us in at 1994, and I was 9 or 10 years old, and my brother was 11 or 12. We were singing along and being super stupid and gay. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yes, I love a a gay rendition of Sabotage. While dancing and singing, we paused and were about to yell, Sabotage! After the breakdown, and we heard a guttural sabotage from upstairs. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we laughed and ran upstairs, assuming to find my sister or her boyfriend teasing us. But no one was there. No, no, no. We were a little creeped out and thought maybe our parents came back to grab something and teased us. So we ran across the way to my aunt's to ask. 
but they said no one had left the party. We reluctantly went back home and even went back downstairs to continue watching TV. I think that lasted all of five minutes, and then we ran to our beds with every light left on in the house to, to pretend to sleep. Hope this wasn't too long. It wasn't. I am also going to write in about some North Andover lore and maybe more stories, like when our bedroom closet door opened on its own and my brother's My Pet Monster flew off the shelf at a 45-degree angle at him and his friend. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh my God. Thanks again for the fun pod. Best. Random best brad 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 this is scary and random this is very scary and random i again high concentration of scary things in a very economically uh sized email i'm very impressed this is so scary also do you remember my pet monster the toy i don't i remember it so well it was it's like a you'd probably recognize it to see it it was like a big blue furry stuffed animal with fangs and horns and you just like kind of threw him around, I think. Maybe maybe he made noises. Let's see. But there was I'm like sure a one-time special, like a TV special about My Pet Monster, which I think was supposed to make you want to buy the toy. Um, but I would just rent it from the from our video vendor rental place. Um, oh. But yeah, my friend Guy had one, and I just remember being amazed by it. I just sent you something. Oh, great. My Pet Monster by Bite Your Granny. <gasps> yeah, that was him, but this is a face mask. <laughs> It's a face mask of my pet monster. Oh, I love that. It is twelve forty nine, oh which is a bit pricey, but I do love that. I know. It you know what? Capitalism has caught up to masks and now there's a lot of different kinds I know. of masks. Wow. Brad, another thing that I think is very funny about this is I love the um I love the implied culture of like parents at ants nearby being able to run there in the middle of the night. Like yeah. assuming it's a prank and then finding out that no one's home. I really love that. That's quite nice. This mm-hmm. all was laid out very well. I know that it simply happened to you, but I, I liked the the pacing of it. I thought it was Me quite too. nice. Wow. Good Again, job. they're just – I'm astounded by the fact that all of these stories have been such winners. Such winners. Um, and we're, we still have more, so we're getting to them. So if we haven't <laughs> said yours yet, that doesn't mean it's not a winner. It just means we haven't said it. Exactly. Exactly. And and we're loving getting all of the ideas for our advice column uh, in, the, in the pod. Um, we're going to read some of those to you next week and start putting them on our socials to maybe get a sense of which ones we're gravitating towards because we can't even begin to pick. These are all so good. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, um, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, cool. Should we um, do our scary ideas for things that could happen? Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, okay, I have one. Okay. You are a glamorous and famous um, movie star. (laughs) And your pool is a big blue rectangle and you have a pool. (laughs) And you slide out in your your silk robe. Um, It's vegan silk because you're, you're famous enough to have to be vegan. Mm-hmm. And you stroll to the edge of the pool, and in the pool, you see hundreds of millions of tadpoles. <gasps> oh. And then you turn around, and from under the brim 
of your floppy sun hat we see we see that you are a tadpole <gasps> that, that could, could happen. happen you can't say wow. that couldn't happen you didn't know this whole time when you were a famous glamorous movie star that in actuality you are a tadpole people love when people are themselves and this person <laughs> is a tadpole I have to say, Anna, this that awoke in me a memory of one time a canal ran through my neighborhood as a kid, and I was just going for like a Saturday walk, like none of my friends were around, and I leaned over the bridge to look down at the canal, and no exaggeration here, what I saw was thousands and thousands and thousands of tadpoles oh. in like a vortex, like swimming in collectively in a circle for like probably – it was probably like a 15-foot wide circle. And I remember, I remember watching that and thinking like, that's a portal. (laughs) Like if I jumped into the center of that, I would be transferred to like another dimension. You would become the frog king. I would be the frog king. I would be my frog self. You would. Um, This was inspired by Meg Stalter, um, friend of the network, uh, did post a video or reposted some TikTok of a tadpole girl. Um, (laughs) And I just remember... uh, Anytime I saw a pond full of tadpoles, like really what I wanted was for it to be full of fish. But I was, you know, genuinely happy to take the consolation prize of tadpoles. Yeah. It's sort of like if you if you wanted nachos, but all you have are Fritos, like you'll yeah. you'll make it work. Yeah. You'll make it work. Um, okay. Here's mine. Okay. You are so excited because you just ordered a trendy new monthly toothbrush service Mm -hmm. and they send you a new fun toothbrush every month to use but when it arrives in the mail it's in very strange packaging that is kind of iridescent and super smooth and you have a hard time finding where the seam of the package is and then when you realize you put it down on your kitchen table it is slightly floating and you figure out a way you finally like take some scissors to it and you rip it open and inside there are pamphlets in a strange language that don't look familiar to anything you've ever seen before and you take out what should be the toothbrush but it doesn't look like any toothbrush you've ever seen it's got like 12 heads and it's extendable And all of the bristles, like, move in a weird pattern. And you're thinking, what the hell is going on? Meanwhile, hundreds of millions of light years away, an alien gets a package in the mail that just says, (laughs) quip. (laughs) Oh, my God. That That could could happen. happen. Not a sponsor of the podcast. Not actually, remarkably not a sponsor of the pod. I assume that they just blew through their target audience and uh, (laughs) we have nothing to give them. But yeah, they listened. They were like, these people don't have good teeth. (laughs) They don't. Um, Which I have to say, quarantining with a partner, I've I've never been better about my my mental health, my dental health. (laughs) I've never been better about my mental health. Everything is good. I had a full dental breakdown. (laughs) Yeah, I'm taking a dental health day. I'm just going to floss until my head is sawed in half. I think what we all need is a mental dam, frankly. I think Uh, that's... Yeah, but who's really going to use that? (laughs) Um, It's a thing you'll get welcome week and think, yeah. (laughs) 
Thank you all for joining us. What a delight. Um, you know, maybe you're you're sitting on your little chair or your little couch or you're you're walking your little dog or you're um or you've hung up hours ago. Um <laughs> I always think whenever I turn off a podcast, I think I'm hanging up. Yes. Um, if you listen to podcasts on the phone, then this pod's for you. Yes. So, um, but thanks for listening and thanks for your stories, Katie and Brad. Um, Brad, um, please write in scarystorypod at gmail.com. You can mm-hmm. also send to our socials. Um, but I'm less afraid, personally less afraid of email than I am of socials, I have to say. Right. We still, we still love getting, we still love getting messages. However you want to send them to us. Um, it, the, the, the brevity with which Instagram messages are there in like the draft or in like the folder where it's like, check these messages is scary to us. So yeah, feel free to send little messages to us there. But if you're like, this is a longer story, um, please feel free to send it to our email. Please. Yeah. Um, and you can also feel free to get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe Dog. to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.